0: What's up, guys? This is Garrett. Hey, ben. And we're back with Cross Country Comments. We, this is part two of phase four. We did not want to do three parts, but at the same time, part one, we got... So- <laughs> we didn't want to cut it short, and we didn't want to just rush it, kind of like we did in part three, unfortunately. We still gave our full thoughts, just not as in-depth as we might have liked. But there is so much in part four, phase four, that is so good it like so good but there's so much that's so bad and we want to give our full thoughts on it especially since it's the one that just ended so we are going to give our full thoughts in three parts um i'm not gonna waste any more time i hope you like the last part by the way but um any thoughts before we start jabin
1: Oh, let's learn about the real Ten Rings.
0: Yeah, the the one that did not tick us off. So, Jabin is going to start with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: So, so for, for the people, the uncultured people that don't know how to say his name, it's Shang-Chi. So That's Shang, what I said. Okay? No, no you said it. <laughs> I'm just saying for the other uncultured people, saying Shang-Chi. No, it's Shang. Okay? Shang. Shang-Chi. All right? Okay, now we got that out of the way, you ignorant people. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So this kind of just fixed Iron Man three for me. Thank goodness we see the real Mandarin, and I like how he jokes on his name. Amazing. Um, uh, I like I like that we actually get to see Ren Wu, uh, the the bad guy, uh, the Mandarin. We get to see his backstory and actually see him do a whole bunch of like assassination attempts and like take over basically the world uh through time and we get to see that this is actually starts off as a love story. it was a man who conquered the world and yet didn't conquer one thing which was love and it changed his whole view on life and I like how that's what created his his uh his family. I love that and the way they Choreographed the movements, and the fight scenes were amazing, arguably the most the best choreographed movement, not just fight
2: movements of cinema um
1: yeah, it was just amazing uh and and Sean we'll call him Sean, his American name uh Sean, he was really good. His acting was amazing, because at first you just think that he's just some, you know, um, some valet that just likes to have fun. But that is his persona that he's trying to just live into, and that he's trying to forget everything. And you see that his his past catches up with him, just because, you know, just because of his mom and his dad. And the fight scenes that he has is amazing, but I like that his fighting... See, this is... All the good fight ones are so good just because the fighting goes into their character development. You can see how the the way he fights is different. In the bus, full brawler. Like, he's going crazy. Like, yes, it's slick and awesome. But you see how much power he uses in his fist. Like, and it's, oh my goodness, it's crazy. But then eventually when he starts training, when they go to, uh, um...
2: No, no, don't tell me. Talo.
1: Yeah, Talo. When, they, when he goes and trains in Talo, you see how his aunt shows him a different way, his mom's way, into learning how, how to fight. And you, and you see that he uses both of those, and how he manipulates the Ten Rings in the way his mom did, and the way he still uses his brawler. When still, it's, it's just amazing how he just learns and develops. His fighting... Changes for the better. Character development through fighting, amazing. Um, Aquafina is good in anything she's in, even if it's a bad movie. I loved her in Ocean's Eight. I did not like that movie, but she was amazing. She, Aquafina is just great. You, you just, including, you
3: can't
0: her in the um, I was gonna say, including Go Jumanji too.
1: Jumanji, Crazy Rich Asians. She, she's just amazing in everything. Um, and I, and I like that she actually was more intense in this movie. Like, yeah, she was co- comedy relief. But she actually had, like, an actual intense role. And that her character actually got down into fighting with uh Tao Lo. Um, and I like that Tao Lo is in a different universe, too. I love that. I love that it's not on Earth. It's connected to Earth, but it's not on Earth. I love that. It's like a different realm. I love that a lot. Um And I love the story between the Great Protector and, um... And the, uh... I forgot who they were, but they're, uh... They're they're basically just demons that are trying to get the the main dude out so that he can take people's souls. The Soul Eaters, thank you. And I like the the thing with the Soul Eaters, too, because it's a very, like... It seems like a traditional story you would tell, you know, to children or whatever, and I like that it comes to life. Um... The comedy was great. Uh, I actually respect Trevor now. He did really good in this movie. Um, 10 out of 10. I was not ready to watch this movie and be like that, because this was the time where I ha- I lost hope in uh, Marvel for a second. I was like, oh, God, what what is it now? And Shang-Chi, I was like, oh, okay. I see what it's at. We didn't lose it. So, yeah, I loved it. Amazing. 10 out of 10.
0: So, when it comes to Shang-Chi... I. The only thing I knew about Shang-Chi was I, I would a long time ago, I looked up a list of the best hand to hand fighters in comics, and it was like Batman, Talia, um, and there was a few others. And then Shang-Chi was up there. and I was like, I never heard of him. um And I mean, he just looked like he was in a leotard with some nunchucks. I was like, oh, OK, karate, I suppose. And, and then I heard they were making this movie and after they made stuff like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff, I was like, oh
3: no. <laughs>
0: They're going to make it like all maybe racially charged or whatever the case might be. And I was like, oh gosh. When I tell you the first trailer came out to this movie and I saw a glimpse of that fighting, a spark rose up. Um. I will agree with you, some of the best fighting in possibly cinema that we have seen at least in our time, um that bus scene where he is like it, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going into detail explaining this, but like where everything goes into slow motion, and you hear and you hear the music start playing in the background, and then he just starts going off and she's like does he even look like he knows how to fight and then he just bah, ta, 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 ta. and I lost it because good choreography is, is top notch that is where I find my joy in a lot of fighting physical based movies is choreography so that bus scene was in my personal opinion the second best scene of any movie that released that year. Um, just blew my mind on how good it was. Um, and then, you know, you meet his sister and you find out about the backstory. Incredible. You already covered that. Um, and I mean, even the choreography on the side of the building, um, especially that um, when they're they're swinging in between the wood and. The ninjas coming out. Why is it coming out anyway? Um, talking too much, so um, just the overall quality of the choreography and the story was top notch for this movie. Um, I the first time I saw it, I was almost disappointed that they went kind of mystical with the dragons, and it's like, man, I like kind of the street level. Hand to hand, I wanted it to stay there. But the more times I watched it, the more I was like, okay, we are literally talking about mystical rings here. So I shouldn't be surprised that it went into that mystical kind of territory. Um, I mean, even the final fight between Shang-Chi and, and his dad, the fact that Shang-Chi literally was going after him one weapon, and it was nothing compared to the Ten Rings. And then you think Shung chi is just dead. I'm just, just going to call him Sean. It just feels weird saying that over and over. Um, it It feels like he's dead. And then you just see five of the rings start to glow as he's like getting them around him. And then each attack is like, oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. And then eventually he has all ten, and he has the ability to kill his dad right there. He's like, you know what? Now screw the rings. This is your legacy, not mine. And then, you know, the soul eater comes out, and it actually is emotional when he loses his dad. Mm
3: -hmm. It's
0: not one of those, oh, the bad guy's dead. It's like, Mm you see remorse in his dad's eyes, because his dad sees his wife in him. His dad sees her in, in his son. And so it makes him see, like, what have I done? Yeah. And, and it feels just, oh, like, just bites your heart out when he dies. Um, and yeah. just, just the fact that, you know, the arrow is fired into the Soul Eater. And then the freaking explosion bomb that uh, Sean does at the very end, like, into the chest of the Soul Eater. Oh, my
3: gosh.
1: Can we can we just can we just mention the fact that he let the rings let him fly? He threw the rings down, ran on him, went on his neck. Oh my goodness! Just oh my god!
0: Ridiculous! So he
1: didn't. He didn't have to.
0: <laughs> but, he did. um, but he
1: did. But he did.
3: after Oh
0: my gosh! Oh my god! Oh. So good. J- just a heads up for anyone watching and listening. I am a little being a little bit more quiet because it is the middle of the night and my family's sleeping, so I can't be yelling. But, um, I, uh, absolutely just, I will watch this movie anytime and love it just as much as the first time. 10 out of 10. I still
1: watch it, I still watch it like it's the first time.
0: Oh yeah. Th- this was the movie where I was like, okay, Marvel's got a chance. To redeem themselves. So, incredible. Um, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> next one is The Eternals. So, I watched this in a very weird way. I've only seen this movie once. Um, yeah. I watched it once, just after it came out, in a drive-in theater with a few friends. Um,
3: yeah.
0: I honestly don't remember much of the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Heck, I don't remember much of the movie in general. Um that's not to say it's a horrible movie because I do remember the fighting choreography was decent um Angelina Jolie's character was probably one of the most interesting I liked her character think- uh, Athena was awesome um Icarus obviously just a a very well-written conflicted character mm-hmm. um my personal favorite, and it is because of the superpower. I'm gonna say that right out is um what's her name, Akari or something? The speedster. Kari. Akari. So, she was my favorite because it incorporated. She was deaf, right? Yep. So it incorporated a deaf actor into, in my opinion, one of the most impactful. I'd say one of the top three most impactful roles in this movie. And then her fight with Icarus. Um, icarus's final fight with all of them um the fact that the whole thing was based around a um a celestial being born um just like there is now a celestial sticking out of the earth (laughs) like it's something that we did not expect uh the acting performances were great It just, I don't know what it was. It was just kind of a forgettable movie. And I hate to say that. Hate to say it. But it just was not a very memorable movie. I know we just went on about Shang-Chi for like 10 minutes. But it's just not a ton that I wanted to go back for in this movie. I don't know. I I don't have a ton else to say about it. I'm going to give it like, I didn't hate it. But I'm gonna give it like a eight, maybe seven point eight.
2: This
1: is a for for a lot of people, and I think including you, this is a really hard movie to watch. Um, it's it's two hours and thirty eight minutes. Um, so this is where Marvel movies got way longer, um, especially after Endgame.
0: That's the thing. Long Marvel movies don't bother me, or long movies in general mm-hmm. don't bother me. But you, if you're gonna make a movie that long, you have to keep my attention. With whatever's
1: going on. Yeah. And and that's the problem. They went through. They didn't do action. They did narrative. Almost fully. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to see them use their powers. Until like the very, very, very end. And this is more of a movie for people like me. Because I love this movie to death. I've always loved seeing the Celestials and the Internals in the comic books. And I think they did amazing with this story. It's just the fact that it was just all story is what made people turn off to it. Because this is unfortunately the second uh, lowest grossing film in Marvel history. Just because it didn't deliver with the action that people wanted.
0: And expect Uh, from Marvel.
1: and, And expect it from Marvel. Exactly. The reason why I love it is because it it had a Game of Thrones
2: traveling feel.
1: And we really got to go in depth on how they lived throughout their time when they first were on Earth till now, until after Thanos. Um, And I like the reasoning for going up against Thanos, for not going up against Thanos. And I like their that they tried to do their own thing and that it was there was something coming that just wasn't sitting well and they had to they had to band back together and I love that some of them didn't like even like the other ones so there was conflict within the Eternals I love that and I think this is a really good well I thought it was a really good introduction for people to know or to know what the Eternals are actually capable of And not just the Eternals, the Celestials as well. And why it's so important to make sure that they're in check. Um, And yeah, it was, it was all narrative and that's why I love it. Um, They, they should have had more action and yeah, Makari is my favorite Eternal. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And yes, it's mostly because she is deaf and man, that speed is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I love that they're incorporating more deaf people in, uh, in the MCU. So, and then not just, just MCU, but in Marvel in general, like, in Spider Man Miles Morales, the video game, we get to see that girl that he likes is Death. Oh, the the see Spring Painter. Spanish her? Yeah. She is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, finally we get to see people, you know, that can't hear, that have other, you know, heightened senses or, you know, speaking sign language are getting more love is pretty amazing. We're going to see that in another show coming up. But, um, but yeah. Ultimately, for me personally, I give this an 8.5. Um,. I'm rating it very high, higher than other people would, just because I really love it. It did need more action. Um, and I do like Harry, Style, Harry Styles as Star Fox, and we're going to see him later in the MCU. I'm actually really excited. As am I. So, uh, so, yeah, ultimately, for me, it was a good movie. It wasn't a flop to me. It was a flop in general, but not to me. I, I love it a lot. Okay. And I can't wait to see what uh, what's next for them.
0: What was your rating on that? 8.5. Oh, okay.
1: All right, all right.
0: Um. Okay. So next one you are starting with, and that is the Hawkeye series. I have a feeling this we're gonna disa- we're gonna we're gonna disagree on this one. I have a feeling.
1: No, no, we're not gonna disagree. I just feel bad because this is this is the show that really like got you back into um,
0: Marvel. It is.
1: Yeah this this is the, this is the Black Panther of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. All right, let's put this out of the way, okay?
2: Hmm. K. Bishop, hot. Say it.
0: Oh I'll cover it when it's my turn
2: Okay, okay, okay. She's hot, alright. Um
1: Yelena, hot. Alright.
0: Oh that that uh, I'll that I will say right now, yes.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs> um again you get another another deaf representation so well. Echo. So impactful. I love it, I love it, I love it. And there are stakes. Oh, my God. And I love how Hawkeye's wife is so behind him. Like, okay, do what you need to do, but you better come back. And he was like, all right. I love that we see the the side effects of Ronan. That's something that I've always wanted to see what would happen. I'm not going to delve into uh, each episode because ultimately it's just a fantastic series. And I wish we did. But I'm just going to say one thing. I'm so glad because this is the first show that you actually see that the Defender saga is actually in the MCU. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: One of the proudest moments to be a Marvel fan is seeing Fisk roll up and it's him trying to get, uh, try to get at, uh, Ronan. And it it was, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, everyone got great character development, even, even Clint Barton, which I didn't think he would need more, but he did. You know what I mean? Like, his story as Ronan was unfinished because of Endgame. And now we get to see that story of Ronan just wrapped up and, and, in... In a bow,
0: because it's Christmas. Yeah, in a
1: bow, and yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. That was good. I didn't mean to do that. Um... But like, yeah, no, for real, though. And uh, everyone had an important role in this in the show. Even the kids, even the the lackeys, um it was it was just amazing. We finally get to see that not only Clint is Hawkeye, but Kate is Hawkeye as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is this is a fantastic show and great representation of a bad A girl trying to go through life and doing what she feels like is best and what her purpose actually is
3: mm-hmm. without
1: downplaying uh any of her co stars. Um, you see you see her fail, and then you see her succeed. And that's how you make uh, just a character overall. You just don't make them badass right out of the get-go. Unless they're like a side character. But if it's a main character, you actually need to go through their story. And I felt connected to Kate Bishop, and they did amazing with the show. I have nothing wrong with it. Everything was fantastic. Even the Avengers Broadway show was great. I'm giving it a 10. Okay.
0: So... I'm. I'm gonna explain real quick. When Jabin said that this was my Black Panther, um, it's because in the last, or two episodes ago, Phase Three, when we were talking about Black Panther, I said I shouldn't be talking about this because you hyped me up yeah. about it. Yeah. Or that was Phase Two. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I said I shouldn't be talking about it first because you hyped me up about it. The reason he says that is because I have always loved Hawkeye. Um. Plus, Bow and Arrow never really in- did. Bone arrows in like, general... Like comic
1: book-wise, I was mm, kind of like, whatever.
0: Yeah. Plus, bone arrows in general have always been my favorite weapon. So,
1: yep.
0: um, the fact that I saw it was coming out, I was pumped about it. And then who I saw they got for Kate Bishop made me even more pumped. I'll talk about that in a second. But um, <laughs> I I was just losing my mind because I was like, man, finally, like a proper Hawkeye show. I was like, I just hope they don't do it like they've done the last few. But um, I started watching it before you did, I think. And um, I think you had missed a couple episodes. You were like, yeah, I'm not caught up. And I was like, dude, you have to. Um,
1: yeah, you, you caught me up because I was like on like the third one. Mm-hmm. And then you watched the rest. I was like, OK, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll watch it.
0: Yeah. So just the so, so let me cover one thing real quick. Haley Steinfeld, I think that's how you say her last name. Um, yep. she has been my crush since I was 16. 17 maybe. I'm 23 now. Um, nothing has changed. So <laughs> but uh yeah, so I that's one of the things that made me massively pumped about this show. Um but aside from that, great actress, absolutely incredible, pulled off being a older teenager who loved Hawkeye incredibly. And then the fact that I'm pretty sure this is the case, Hawkeye actually saved her and her mother in the first Avengers movie, because in the first yeah. Avengers movie, there was a ship that was about to destroy their apartment, and she saw Hawkeye from the other buildings just and then she wanted to take up archery. But the fact that it gets all interwoven because her mom is in shady dealings. And then the Ronin suit is up for grabs. And she's trying to infiltrate it. She gets caught up with the Ronin suit. Hawkeye has to get involved because Ronin's back, quote unquote. And then that connects them. Incredible way to do that. He did not want to take him her under his wing at first. But ended up having to. Because of what she was caught up in, um, and then seeing the use of Pym particles when it came to the arrows, the giant one on the bridge, um, the fact that he still—I mean, he's still Hawkeye. He can still wreck people, and the fact that, like, when he got captured and a gun was held to his head, he played it off and was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then Kate falls through the floor, and he's like, "Are you?" Kidding. you suck <laughs> he, he didn't say that, but that, that was essentially what he was going for, and right. I, I, I could talk about individual scenes for days I'm not going to, but like another one when Yali- Yelena was introduced as the assassin um and then you find out why she wants to kill Clint and like the banter between Yelena and Kate, oh my gosh, they could be sisters like just back at the, the elevator scene near the end of the series um, the, when she walks in she's like I made macaroni do you want some? and just there are so many scenes in that show that are stuck in my brain and I love it it's feel good and like you said it brought Defenders into this universe which is incredible um just an overall ju- gosh love this show so much dude uh, Hawkeye still one of my favorite underrated Avengers and characters in general. Um really? Also, we'll say in the Avengers game, Kate Bishop is my main. And not just because she's played by Haley At- Steinfeld. Um, Haley Atwell is awesome, too. But um, not just because she- she's played by Haley Steinfeld, but she's a great character. Anyways, 10 out of 10. Um, yep, agreed. Okay, so next one. This is my show. You may have thought Hawkeye was my show, but no. This is my show. Nope. Um, Moon Knight. I surprisingly, I it's kind of hard to explain, but I knew very little about Moon Knight. All I knew was he had three different personalities, he knew how to fight, he was like a bright Batman, is what I called him before. Um, and I knew, knew nothing else, but I was like, I'm still pumped about the show, and so I. Didn't really do any research. I just waited for it to come out. Plus the actor is Oscar Isaac is incredible in anything he does. Um, So going throughout each episode, and I will say there may be some points that I don't remember because I did just only watch through it once. Um, Just because I got busy with work right after the show came out, got a new job, everything else, <laughs> but still my favorite show that Marvel has put out thus far. Um, so episode one, The Goldfish Problem. I'm pretty sure I rewatched this episode four times when it first came out. So you know nothing, and it catches you way off guard because you're ready for, like, this crime-fighting detective. No, whatever. And then you see Steven. Wake up. And he's just a British guy who has a goldfish and works at a museum. And you're like, did I click on the right show? And... <laughs> And you have no idea what's going on. And then um, you see these signs start to pop up. The phone, where um uh Flip, what's her name? Um his wife? Bray. right? I think, I that's think right. so. Um, but that's when you know you hear her voice and she's talking to Mark. And you know, as a comic nerd, I was like, oh, that's one of his other aliases. But you're also like, why isn't that coming out? And then you see him black out and then wake up in a random place in the grass. He's like, hey, all right, uh, but I don't know how I got here. You know, just, just super confused. And I love how this episode, I'm not going to go through every scene in every episode. Obviously, that's going to take us all night. But the fact yeah. that this very first episode gives you no context when it comes to Mark the only context you get is through steven's eyes and every time he blacks out it's like well now i have blood on my hands and people are dead and now i'm in another country like you don't know what's going on and i love that aspect and then at the very end when he's just running and you hear konshu and you just hear him in the back of your head and the back of his head i guess and just hear mark as well you hear him just give me control. Give me control. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. And he's like, do you want to get out of here alive? It's like, fine. And then you just hear that hellhound yelping, and then you just see Moon Knight wailing on this thing. I, I I'm pretty sure I screamed at my TV screen because I was freaking out about how good it looked. Um, and then I mean, episode two when. In- when he learns more about his past, and you learn more about Mark and why Frey knows who he is and their past. Um, and then the third episode, um, Mark kind of has more more control in this episode, and he confronts uh Harrow. Or, yeah, Harrow, I think that's his name, right? So he confronts him, and Harrow essentially tries to convince him, hey. Uh yeah, Conchu sucks and you should follow us because we're trying to do good. And that's not really the case. But uh I'm sorry, not Frey, Lila. Why did I say Frey? Uh, there we go. Lila. I don't know why I said Frey, gosh. Um But uh they just I don't know. I, I don't remember too much about these episodes. I do remember that in the third episode, um you hear Mark ask for control again, and he's like, oh, okay, and you you see him suit up for the first time, or second time, I think, um, and in front of the bus and just goes nuts. Um, and then you see, this is the first episode where you see Steven take over in the middle of a Moon Knight park, and then you see Mr. Knight. And you oh, I'm sorry, that's my favorite one of my favorite suits in the MCU is the Mr. Knight outfit. I absolutely love that outfit. Um, but the dynamic between Mark and Steven is just shows the range of Oscar Isaac, and I love that. Um, and then they they go find the tomb, learn more about Kanchu in the fourth episode. Um, you know, great episode and everything. And then at the end of the episode four. Mark or Stephen just dies. He's just dead. He gets shot three times and he's dead. Um, and the whole scene was beautiful with them changing the sky, Conchú and Mark. Um, and then so episode five is where things really take a turn, as you see um, the other goddess, the hippo, hippopotamus. Forget her name. Um, but I think that's her name is Frey. No, maybe not. I don't remember, but. I, the thing is, I love this series so, 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 so much, and yet I know so little about it. I guess that just shows how much I liked it, because it's still at the top of my list, even though I barely remember anything. Yeah. Um, and so, episode five, you know, the imagery of when they're going through the sands of time, and they're sailing through incredible scenery. um, And then, I mean, just... How they get back and the fact that Stephen sacrifices himself um, is heart wrenching first of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, Mark wakes up. So episode six is what really solidified this as my favorite series. Because episode six, you are, aren't really sure because it really makes you question if Mark is legitimate or Stephen is legitimately insane. Because you see him with Harrow as the psychiatrist.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're not sure if this is actually all in his head. It actually almost convinces you that it is. And so, you know, he finally gets out of that mindset. Goes and saves Steven. um, And then they come back. And Mr. Knight actually puts in work in this episode. And I love how he just... And fixes his suit and walks a, walks out. I'm sorry, I'm gushing. Um, And then you see the introduction of a brand new superhero who's not even in the comics. And that's Lila as the um, avatar or the hippopotamus goddess. And she was dope. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing else to say really about that. Um, And then at the very, very, very end, you see His last persona take over. um, And that is Jake Lockley. And you actually find out that in the very first episode, that wasn't Mark killing those guys. That was Jake who took control and just slaughtered those guys. He's the most ruthless out of all of them. And I don't know, just the multiple personality thing. And then seeing this is the last thing I'll say. And then seeing Mark explore his past and how steven was created by his mother um i believe his mother died because he yeah he got his brother killed on accident uh because he led him into that area and he blamed himself and his mother blamed him and because his mother died technically because of him quote-unquote he didn't go to the funeral, and you just see him crying and wailing, and, da, da, da. and then you just see him open his eyes. And he's Steven, he just goes, Where am I? and walks away. I was blabbergasted by how incredibly acted that was. So, Moon Knight has become one of my favorite people in the MCU, flat out, not going to change my mind. I am gonna rewatch this series in the next couple of weeks. Anyways, now that I'm done gushing about it, what are your thoughts?
2: here's why I'm mad at you. Okay. I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be
1: jealous, okay? This is the first time I'm ever jealous about you, alright? hmm This was my show first, and here's why. I had to force you to watch this show. Because you stopped at like episode two or three and then I had and I watched like it entirely. And then I tried to hold it in for like two weeks and you finally did it. And we were just gushing over it. That's so, right. So so let let's put that in the universe and just say like, hold up boy. I'll I'll let you have this one. But yes.
0: although although it, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't because I was like, ah, that's a bad show. I don't want to watch it. It's legitimate no, 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 because no, no, no. I was working and I was tired every time it no, came
1: no, out. No, yeah. Let let let. I'll let, let everyone know. He he's a hardworking man. He didn't have time to you know have like recreation. So I'm not like dogging auto. Just <laughs> but know. this
0: was your show first. So I give that to you. He,
1: he had he had stuff to do. No, um, coming from someone who actually know knew a lot about Moon Knight already. Um, because the first time I saw him was in uh, a Spider Man animated series, and I thought he was so tight. Um, and there was a, and then he came up in another Spider Man series, it was in a Christmas episode. Um, and I thought he was even tighter. Um, so yeah, I knew, I knew generally who Moon Knight was, and I knew, uh, how it connected to the Egyptian gods and whatever. I did my research when I was like 18. So I knew generally who Moon Knight was, but I never expected them to make a Moon Knight show. As soon as I heard that and you called me when they announced it, I was going insane with you. Um, but you were more hyped than I was just because I was scared. But you were going crazy about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. As soon as I watched it, though, I solely believe Oscar Isaac is the greatest actor in the entire MCU. Agreed. How do you, in episode, in episode, like the end of four and the right beginning of five and six? How do you interact with yourself when you're, you're when you're separated in two people? I don't understand how they did it. I don't understand how Isaac, Oscar Isaac saw himself, but it works so well. Like even that one intricacy where they get scared of Terawet, the the hippo goddess.
0: Teruette, thank you.
1: Uh, when when they got scared of Tarouette, and they and Marcus, if go, ah! you can see Stephen backing up and moving out of the way of Mark. Like that scene plays in my mind all the time. How does he have that much spatial awareness to move away from himself?
2: Think about that for a second.
1: What? <laughs> How do you have that much spatial awareness? That, that that's something for like the CGI people to do. He did that himself, and it was just a small get out of the way thing, like whoa, and it worked. And the way he hugged himself, the way he they were looking like this at each other, and they were like holding each other, like, oh, uh, Oscar Isaac is so good. At playing three different people, right now we'll talk about two, but just two different people. He is the greatest actor in the whole MCU, and please agree with me.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Seeing Amit going to town was awesome. Seeing Contra versus Amit was awesome. I was scared of Amit, um, and I like and I like Terrowitz's character in that Lila becomes Terrowitz's avatar. I love that a lot. I love how we learn more about Mark because this is this is. Mark's story mostly and the fact how he created Stephen accidentally out of grief and uh, Jake accidentally as well and how
2: that just changed
1: you know just their lives even before being in Moon Knight to where they had their separate lives already like it's, it's crazy just thinking about it and I love the afterlife part, to where each afterlife that we see is real, and they're all connected. To where even Terrowit has been to, uh, been to the Black Panthers' afterlife. I love that. It's it's hilarious. But now we're in the you know the field of reeds or whatever. Um, I really love the way it teases on your brain and it hurts your brain so much. And how, even though it's twisting and turning your brain, it doesn't lose the emotional impact of the story. And everyone was, was amazing. Like, yeah, Amit and and her avatar scared me. Like, Amit was going to town. Like, they were grabbing everybody from Egypt at, for a second... Like, do you know how many people died at that moment? Like, that was scary how she mm-hmm. just kept getting bigger and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then everything else that you said was was fantastic. I can't really say anything else about it just because you kind of covered everything. But
0: I will say, but you...
1: yeah, go ahead. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Please. Oh, I'm
0: done. <laughs> I, I was just going to say you worded everything much better than I did. I feel like I rambled for 10 minutes.
1: No, it's it's because that you you try to get all your emotion emotions out, and and that's 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 the whole point. Like we're supposed to say how we feel about this, and that excitement and that stuff just throwing up. Like that's that's what we need to do. So that's why I let you have it. Oh yeah, <laughs> this dude needs to throw up. Let him throw up. <laughs> let, let him do what he needs to. Yeah, exactly. But mm. but I love I love the representation of every god. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing an amazing show. The best. The best, um, Disney Plus, no, the best Marvel show. It's arguably, arguably could be the best Disney original, arguably, but it is the best Marvel show of
0: are, are you including Daredevil in there?
1: No, 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 this is Disney Plus.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's a different conversation. That's why I'm
1: saying, like, like, um. like, 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 Disney Plus original mm-hmm. Marvel mm-hmm. is the best show.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, so, let's put that out of the way. Yeah, so 100 out of 10 for both of us, I think. I, uh, y- you have the next one. I'm not going to give my opinions until the end.
2: Oh, God. See, this is where I'm going to throw up. Okay. I-, I, did, I did something that you didn't do. And I'm, I'm proud ready. of it. Not only did I watch the movie five times in theaters... I bought the extended version. <laughs> Those are
0: some stuff that you know that I don't. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <We're> like, <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: Oh my god. See this is No, no, here's why you need to watch the extended version. The amount of stuff they cut out of the
2: movie is actually insane. And it
1: makes the movie better. Like, you thought No Way Home was good? Watch it with them extended stuff, bro. Even the banter between the Peters when they're waiting for the villains, that's extended. And their conversation
2: is even better. So,
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna highlight this movie. I'll I'll do I'll do the regular version, not the okay. extended. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, no, I I love I love the fact that we still have the same Peter from Far From Home. Oh, Brad, Perfect way to get oh, up.
0: We're talking about No Way Home. Oh my gosh! I thought we were talking about Multiverse of Madness. Holy crap!
1: <laughs> oh no 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 no! This is No Way Home. Oh my
0: gosh. Oh okay, so I I retract what I said. I do not have mixed feelings about this sh- this movie. Continue.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sp- this is no way. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, again, uh, extended stuff. Um, yeah. I love how we get the same Peter from Far From Home immediately yeah. right after uh, Far From Home ends. So everything is fresh. It didn't take away the same feeling of Spider- Spider- Spider-Man, his Spider-Man away from me, and I love that. It gave him an edge, though like a big edge. Oh, big time. Big time. One thing that this Peter hasn't have didn't have to go through which you pointed out is he didn't have to go through a big loss when it came to needing to save someone. Uh if if people died around him, it was out of his control and he was able to cope with it. Um this one, with Aunt May dying, he could have done something. Mm-hmm. That's what's so heart-wrenching. Tony McGuire's Spider-Man, he could have stopped that dude from stealing that money. And that same guy killing uh, killing Uncle Ben, I'm not going to reference Spider-Man 3, even though they totally wreck on that. that. That dude killed Uncle Ben. Peter could have done something about it. And he had his powers then. Same thing for Andrew Garfield. He could have saved his Uncle Ben, but not only that, he could have saved his Gwen. And that's what gives these Spider-Man their edge. We finally get to get to see that edge of Spider-Man, and this one is actually scarier than the other two. That's what surprised me. Is that I was scared of Tom Holland's Spider-Man more than the other ones. Oh yeah. And I would be more scared of, if I'm being honest. To be honest, Tobey McGuire and Andrew Garfield's scariness is kind of neck and neck because Tobey Maguire just looks like looks like he looks like he's gonna wrestle you and brawl you to the ground, while Andrew Garfield looks like he's gonna look at you while you choke to death. Yeah. like it's yeah. like that. that's their Peters. This one wanted to like make people suffer. I was scared of Tom. Tom's Peter. Like he wanted Gringaldon to suffer. Well, I, let me just say. Well, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, oh, go ahead. No, no, you
0: first. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to point out a really quick thing having to do with that point before I forget. There's a scene in the movie where they're talking about the cures to all the different ones, to all the different bad guys. And it's Toby's and um, Tom's talking. And they're both talking. And Toby's like, Oh, yeah, we got this for Sandman, this, da 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 da. And then he goes, And we got the Green Goblin cure. And everyone before that, Tom goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one. And he takes him and whatever, and then Toby hands him the Green Goblin one, and he doesn't say yes. He just goes, hmm. And puts it to the side because he was never planning on using it.
1: He, what, what you said for, for Tom's, uh, Peter, Peter's uh, uh, motivation was true, but the scene was actually, what's crazy is that Tom was the one that brought out all the cures and stuff. So he said, Here's one for here, 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 and then he had uh, the vial for um Goblin. for Green Goblin's cure. He didn't say his name, just slammed it on the ground.
3: That's right. And then,
1: and then he just looked at it, and then he said, "I think I have the cure for these, but I don't have it for him, or uh, I don't, I don't think I have it for uh, uh, Doctor Connors." And he didn't even mention Green Goblins. Mm-hmm. Doctor Connors. And Andrew Garfield was like, "Well, I cured him once. I think I could do it again." And then he does does a little funny thing and walks off. And then you see just Tom's face look at looking at that. And then Toby's like, uh, Toby's like, I've been think- thinking about his cure for a long time. And then Tom just does not listen. He just keeps looking at that vial. And then Toby's like, We gotta send them all. Right? That's what we do. And Tom was like, Yeah. And then you can still see that, that, like, that rage and anger still doesn't leave him and he's still mm-hmm. gonna try to kill him i love that yeah so those little intricacies i love too it's it but that went right way over my head when i saw it like the first five times i had to watch the extended version to like actually pay attention like yeah, i watched I
0: yeah i watched a video that went through a couple of scenes to
1: realize that mm-hmm. so it's, it's crazy it went over my head like five times so yeah good good pointing that out um yeah, see stuff like that. This this is what makes it a really good movie is that this is very intricate, uh, and we get we get that fanboy fan service while having a good story. We get that Spider Man fanboy. You know what I mean? Every generation of the of people who love Spider Man get to enjoy this movie, um, and enjoy a great story. And yeah, everyone did their thing. I. I really want to talk about it extended but I won't. But just knowing that this really set the the multiverse is real and anybody from anywhere can show up. This is this is the movie where you actually know and have hope that maybe just because Louis Ferrango's Hulk might show up you know what I mean? You say like, Louis Fregno? I don't know his name. Lou Lou Fregno. Fragno. Lou, Fragno. Lou Fragno, thank you. Lou Fregno's Hulk can show f- up, f- or Ben it's, Affleck's Daredevil. It's like f- y- Fragno. you don't know. Fregno. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it was a bad, it was about Hulk anyway. But but still, like anybody could show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this was really the, the movie that Oh, and the fact that everybody forgets Peter, that arc To where he needs to realize what it really is like to be Spider-Man. That he has to do everything but, like, everything by himself. Just so that other people aren't affected. is so good. And he's been through way more... And you see how this Peter has been through way more than the other two have. Because the other two, there's people that know him as Spider-Man. That's why they were brought in that universe. But since Peter was the cause of that, or Tom's Peter... He needed to make the the greatest sacrifice that neither of them had to make, which is make everyone forget him and not love him anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That is crazy. That's why I feel like, like, I, I, generally, Tom's Peter Parker and Spider-Man is the best because he had to go through something that no one, and I mean no one, not even just Spider-Man, no one had to go through. Mm-hmm. Which is scary and crazy, and he used that to be a better hero to other people. That is the—that's mm, like a crazy sacrifice. Like that is—that is so crazy. Just thinking about it, that this movie is just amazing. Oh yeah, and fight scenes were great.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and the CGI amazing. Uh, Garrett, take it away.
0: Um, so few things I want to point out in this movie. Um, I so. Tom or um, I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield and Tommy Maguire insisted that they were not in this movie very first time uh, yep. or, or th- through the interviews and stuff. um, And they played it off pretty well, I will say. But the fact that they showed up, I mean, I I'm not going to lie. I went to theaters in my Iron Spider costume by myself with no friends, no family, no nothing at midnight. Wearing my entire costume. And people stared at me and I was like, I'm here to watch Spider-Man. I don't even care. And right. I mean, when Andrew showed up, me and the guy next to me started like smacking each other. we were like,
3: oh my gosh, oh my gosh.
0: And then and then once they called Peter Parker and you see someone else, the entire theater erupted. And because it's like our childhood's coming back. And so, I mean, you already mentioned a lot of the scenes that are just nuts. And I mean, oh, oh, one that you didn't mention that I have saved on my phone, actually. The audience reaction to this scene was when MJ falls off the building. Andrew's Spider-Man's redemption. When she falls off the building and Goblin hits Tom. And you just see Andrew yell silently. Because here's the thing. At the end of first and second Amazing Spider-Man, whenever he lost someone, it was a silent scream. If you ever realized that, when um, he lost Gwen Stacy and when he lost her dad, they muted the sound almost all the way into like an echo. He didn't really fully scream. It was like, ah! and they did the same thing when MJ fell. It was all slow-mo and you just see him go, and then jump off the edge and catch her. And he almost starts crying when, um, when he catches her. It's like a redemption. That's the reason that he came back to the role. Was because he... They, they basically called him or like, hey, do you want to come back as Spider-Man? You get a redemption arc where you save MJ of the MCU. He was like, oh, I'm in. Like, that's the reason he came back. So that seems incredible. Obviously, every villain's performance was stellar. Every Spider-Man's performance was stellar. Um, the interactions between the old villains and the old heroes. So, like when when you see um, Sandman and or I'm, I'm sorry, not Sandman. When you see um, Electro and Andrew talking. and He was like, "Man, I just thought you was gonna be black," and you <laughs> And he was like, I love it. I'm sorry, man. And then he's like, see, Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: And then you just see the, the reunion between um, uh, Doc Ock and Toby Spider Man. And he says the same thing that he says in the second movie. And he's like, How are you doing, Peter? Trying to do better. And oh my gosh, those little things are just what well, make it. And then the last scene I want to talk about that you didn't really touch on was. The fight at the very end. You said Tom's Peter and Spider Man was scary, like because of how upset he was. The brutality. We have never seen Spider Man use that much strength. He quite and that just shows Green Goblin's durability as well. I mean, he quite he did, that serum was crazy. Oh yeah, like he literally punched a dent into straight metal that was like, Statue of Liberty metal. And, yeah. And he just, when he starts going nuts and you just see Green Goblin keep laughing, it was like, I have never seen Spider-Man this unhinged. Um, And the only thing that brought him back was when Toby stared at him. Because he said, we save all of them. And it's just that stare. And you see, you hear Tom kind of, his breathing starts to get lower. He's like, And then Toby gets stabbed, which we all thought he was going to die, but I'm pretty sure Marvel thought they would have shut their company down if they killed Toby, so...
1: Oh, heavily, heavily, yeah.
0: So they didn't. But, um... And the fact that he then takes that stare from Toby, he's like, you know what? Okay. And then injects Green Goblin, was just... Oh, I'm not gonna talk about the rest, because you already did, but... A nearly... Lawless Spider-Man movie, in my opinion.
1: Just, this is just as good as uh Into the Spider-Verse, which I hold very, 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 very deep in my heart. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is oh, you know what? No, it's almost. It's like it's like Into Spider-Verse and then No Way Home. It's like right there.
3: Yeah, no, but
1: it's, it's yeah,
0: very very close. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible movie, one thousand out of ten. Um, Depending on how long I want to see if we can get through at least one more, if not two
1: more. No, I, I wanna I wanna get uh I wanna get Doctor Strange out of the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about Doctor Strange. Um so I'm starting with Doctor Strange. Um so um when it comes to Doctor Strange, this is the one I have mixed feelings about. So first of all, when I heard John Krasinski was coming in as Mr. Fantastic, again, I lost it. <laughs> Fantastic. Literally. Uh I got that one immediately. But, it um, did. so, you know, absolutely lost it. And then hearing that Professor X was coming back. Um, and then, you know, seeing Maria Rambeau. That's her name, right? Yep. So seeing her as Captain Marvel, Captain Carter in live action. I mean, I was losing my mind. Um, and then I was pretty excited for America Chavez as well. Um, so when the movie came out, I didn't watch it right away. I, I waited until it released on Disney plus.
1: Yeah, I, I watched it, I watched it first.
0: Yeah, so the something we mentioned about the Last Doctor Strange is was my fear that came true in this movie. And that is the fact that I don't do demonic stuff. I don't do spirits and that kind of thing, which is funny to a certain extent, because some people would consider Moon Knight to be in that category. I wouldn't, because that is literally just another mythology. It's like Thor and Loki kind of thing. Um, But the thing about Doctor Strange is that they actually brought demonic things into it. They called them demons. No, and-
1: and, and, we're, and we're talking about the, uh, the soul of the damned is, yes. is what we're talking about. For the people that don't understand. Yeah, the soul of the damned.
0: Yes. And that, in my personal opinion, was a little bit too. I, I didn't like that. Um, I, I thought the effects were decent. Um, visual effects, there were some moments where I was like, ooh. <laughs> um, very few but there was a few, including the third eye that Doctor Strange got. (coughs) But, um, I thought some points were good. I thought America Chavez was a good character, a little cheesy. Um, but decent acting. Uh, Her ability looked awesome. Um, the multiple uses of Doctor Strange in, like, different multiverses, great. Um, the the fact that like i said they brought in all those other actors fantastic wanda was terrifying um her arc of the kids um, <clears throat> excuse me her arc of the kids like being scared of her and then her being like what have i done was incredible um great acting by elizabeth olson uh a lot of really good moments but it was overshadowed by too many things I didn't like. And that is the Soul of the Damned area. Didn't like that at all. Um, <clears throat> just a personal preference. Um, I didn't like that they killed off those multiverse guardians, essentially, so quickly. I get that you want to show... The Illuminati. The Illuminati, thank you. Gosh, I was thinking, what if? Um, But... Just, I don't know. It's like you bring in A-list actors, play these amazing parts, and yes, you want to showcase how powerful Wanda is. I get it, but like the oh, oh, and Blackbolt. I didn't even mention Blackbolt. Incredible actor in the in the role, and I mean, just love the character and have for years. Um, but like you're gonna bring Wanda in. And just, like, immediately decimate all of them. And that just irritated me. I I don't know. I get that's what they were going for. Oh, Wanda's big and scary. But, like, if you're going to get someone like John Krasinski and bring back the original Professor X, don't just do that. I Like, give them growth and not just, oh, we're going to kill Professor X. Or, I'm sorry, we're going to kill Dr. Strange. And then they go out there and they're like, oh, well, we're going to protect our area. And then they just die. And the fact that Wanda is presented as per- mentally stronger than Professor X is bull, in my personal opinion. Um, I don't know. I I, I know I sound like I'm ranting. I know i making it sound like it's horrible. I just did not enjoy this movie. Um, I watched it once. I'm not really interested in watching it again. I am going to give this movie a 4.8.
2: I was on the same boat. But my mom bought it for me on Blu-ray. So I decided to watch it again. I watched it five times, and this is this is my Garrett's Iron Man three, really? And here's why
1: everything that i that I heard heard you say I totally did agree with, but here's when I looked back at it, this is how I looked at it
2: The characters that we saw. Mr. Fantastic,
1: Professor X, Captain Carter, uh, Maria Rambo, Lightbolt. They were on a completely different earth that we don't care about.
3: Yeah.
2: We didn't even know that they existed.
1: So, why should we ultimately care about their specific stories if, you know, we have other versions or variants of them that that have a more impactful story, you know, for the MCU.
2: Realistically,
1: I do think Scarlet Witch can do all that. And that's why it's so scary. She can create her own reality, which is something that Professor X cannot do or control somebody else to do. Uh, I do believe that she can ultimately uh, overwhelm Professor X. In in that capacity, and plus he's old. We I mean, we don't know how long he's been he's been doing this crap. So. So yeah, but I do get you on the sense of when in Logan he was crazy enough to where Wolverine had to put him on meds. So that that is a gray area to where I can't really argue with you on that on that part. But everybody else, yeah, she she can clap on. The way they did it, I actually thought it was good because they gave us hope of what can happen later. That was seeing the Illuminati was a message to us fans that nothing is impossible. That's how I looked at it. That we will... We, the, there is a way for us to see more of these characters later on in the multiverse. And who might show up because of Kang showing up. And he's a big time travel nut. Um, the, all different kinds of Doctor Stranges that show up and how it, it, it affects people's lives in the multiverse is amazing. Um...
2: Scarlet Witch, it, it was fantastic. Uh,
1: he I keep forgetting. Raimi, thank you. Raimi, Sam Raimi, just so good directing this because he's so good with thrillers. And he thrilled me with this one. And he made me scared of Scarlet Witch and what she can do. And I liked her as the big bad. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it made sense why she was the big bad. And this is why I like her character in this so much, because whoever directed WandaVision didn't give me that impactful feeling with the kids. This one did. Sam Raimi made sure that you knew exactly how she felt. She didn't want power. She didn't want any of that. She just wanted her kids. She just wanted to be happy. That was the goal. And the fact that she realized that she couldn't have that kind of happiness or she wasn't meant to have that kind of happiness and she just decided to give everything up because she knew what she she knew exactly what she did in order to try to get it is crazy. Um the Soul of the Damned, I'm with you on that one. It bothered my conscience, but but seeing him control it and be like, you guys are no, you guys are my hoes now was was actually <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was kinda cool. Um it, it was a cool looking part. But, yeah, no, that that bothered my conscience, too. Um, I did love seeing Ultron actually do his job, though. That was crazy, seeing the Ultron program actually do what he was supposed to do. Like, a little hint of that. It was really cool. Uh, America Chavez, good character. uh, Good uh, good casting, in my opinion. Uh, Power off the chain. Um, CGI, I think, is actually really well done. Um, and seeing what they did for the effects for the just the first New York scene where they're uh, beating up the big the eyeball, they built that whole New York set in uh, what was it in Canada or London? I forgot. But they set they built all that like that's all real. Even the cars that got smashed and all that. So that was insane. Uh, mostly practical effects as much as they could was amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I gotta give this movie a 7.5. I actually started to like it a little more. Um, but yeah, I I understand why they did what they did, and I can actually appreciate it. And I'm taking a message away from it that not a lot of people are. That's why I'm giving it a higher score. But no, no, uh, in no way is it a perfect movie, but I can accept that it's in Doctor Strange's, uh, can continue on. You feel me?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. I can accept that. So, I, uh, I, I can accept that. Yeah, this is definitely your my Iron Man three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But um okay,
0: yeah, good deal, good deal. Um I think There's part <laughs> two I think that's the lowest rate I've given anything. Um no yeah
1: year four that was that was crazy, but you we're about to hear something lower. But that's yeah. for that's another part.
0: Lower on something that I haven't even seen. Um,
1: exactly. But... <laughs> so, wait for part three, y'all.
0: Yeah. So, I think that's going to be it for this time. Um. Again, very much appreciate you guys watching and everyone that's watching from around the world that never thought I'd say that. But, everyone's watching from around the world. Uh. Very much appreciate you guys. Every download, every listen, every view, every share, whatever you guys do. So, so, so appreciated. Um we're just here to entertain you guys and show you what we talk about so uh again this was part 2 of phase 4 excited to bring you guys part 3 tomorrow so yep. thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you
2: in the next one bye guys peace out